MP Pubcasters. It's Tim, your host, with the final episode of the AIMP Pubcast for this season. And much like last year, we're going to wrap this one up with just little old me. And what I thought I'd talk about is do you have what it takes? I want you to have what it takes, but I get asked that a lot. What does it take to make it in the music business? So I want you to look at this through the lens of what I have seen uh, that have that are character traits, we'll call it, of some of my friends that I have seen become extremely successful. So let's take a second here. We're going to call this an inventory checklist of things, characteristics, traits that I've seen in successful people. So take a minute, get out a piece of paper. I'll give you a sec. If you're driving, maybe don't do that. But take out a piece of paper, write some of these things down, jot your ideas, because we're going to have some thoughts. And I hope this really stirs up some thoughts in you. One of the first things I really note, if you want to make it in the music business, I don't care what aspect you're in, are you self-motivated? This this is like goes across the board, whether you're an artist, you're a songwriter, you're on the business side, you're on the admin side, creative side, doesn't matter. Are you self-motivated? What do I mean by that? Can you make things happen? That's really what it takes to start off in the business is make things happen. I'll give you an example. I was a drummer. I like playing in my basement as much as the next guy, but I wanted to go do something more than just play in my basement to the spiders and, you know, to my parents. Well, what do you do? I don't know. I started calling clubs. Somebody booked us. I was 15. I probably shouldn't have been in a club. The band definitely wasn't ready, but we got in there. We played. Are you willing to take those chances? Are you willing to be that driven that you're willing to make things happen? Because this this is a business where things don't come to you. You got to go to them. And I find that like when I look around that my friends that are very successful are very self-motivated people. They're not waiting for things to happen to them. They're going out and making things happen. And that's just, a, again, I can't stress it's across the board. And that's what I think is one of the key motivating factors, I think, to really get going in this business. You know, people like to say they're entrepreneurs, but to be an entrepreneur, you got to make stuff happen. So I use that, I hear that word a lot, but I almost want to say you're just self-motivated. I find that to be a key to, to success in the music business, one of them. And uh, kind of a subcategory to that is if you're going to be self-motivated and you're going to be driven, you want to make things happen, you better be able to handle rejection. Kind of falls underneath there. Like you got to come into this business with really, really thick skin because uh, you're going to hear no a lot. Gonna hear no way more than you hear yes, but those yeses are gonna drive you. Those yeses are gonna be fun and glorious, like 15-year-old me getting into a bar to play with a band that wasn't ready. But whatever that is for you, those yeses will continue to drive you and motivate you to keep doing it. But again, it all starts with you doing it. I say a lot of times when I'm sitting on panels that my phone doesn't ring, I gotta make it ring. You know, I send out a probably 20 emails to get a return. You know, you gotta just keep at that. So Is that something that checks on your checklist? Is that on your inventory checklist? Are you self-motivated? Another very important uh, character trait that really falls in line with being successful in this business is passion. I like to call this kind of like the engine. This is your engine. This is what drives you. Are you passionate about this? And I mean, for us on the creative side, if you're, you know, on the A&R side or or the creative side of of music publishings, is that you gotta have passion for what you're working for. You gotta really believe in the talent you're signing. But you also, if you're on the admin side, you gotta have a passion for that. What do I mean by that? 
I remember hiring a young lady, Mary Kate O'Boyle. She worked for me at Parallel. She was an intern to part-time. And I remember her just telling me how she loved spreadsheets and making everything orderly and together. She had a passion for it and still does. She she's she kicks butt. She's one of my favorites, still works over at Anthem, and she's doing great in her career. I mean, that ain't me, but I'm passionate about my writers. She's passionate about numbers. So I think it's super important that you have this passion about whatever you're doing. That You know what people say, if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I sometimes have to work in my life, but the passion drives me into the office every day. When I get out of bed, I'm excited to be here. When I look at my friends like Rusty Gaston or Ben Vaughn or Brian Wright or Chris Lacey, they're passionate. When they talk about what they're working on, they're passionate about it. When I talk to Ashley Gorley, that guy's had, oh, by the time you hear this, probably 63 number ones. He's in the 60s. But you talk to him about songwriting, He's passionate. He's excited still, even with that many number ones, crazy passionate about what he does. So you got to have that. And that's contagious. That helps you be self-motivated. You have that passion again. Like this is the engine. I would think of self-motivation as the gas that goes in your engine, but this passion is what's it, what makes it really go, makes it all run, right? So you really, the way I like to put it is you just can't see yourself doing anything else. You know, people say, do you have a backup plan? Never had a backup plan. Most of my friends that have made in the business didn't really have a backup plan. This is it. This was going to work or it wasn't. And uh, I think you got to come into it. And anything you really do in life, you need to have that kind of kind of passion about it. You know, for me, that's on my end specifically, working with writers. When I hear a writer and it moves me, there's a young kid I signed, uh, Joey Hendricks, before. He came in, played five songs on my couch. First time I ever met him, offered him a deal on the spot. Never did that before in my 20 odd years at that time of doing it. And I was just so blown away by him. Or I get a song and I hear it and it just blows me away. I'm passionate. I got to run with it. I just got to send it to all my friends. They have to hear it. That's what I'm talking about, passion. And again, that goes across all the uh, levels of business. I don't care, again, if you're an admin, you're in finance, you're a promotions guy, you're an A&R person, you're a songwriter, producer, be passionate about it. It's really not gonna be fun if you're not passionate about it. Here's one that might, there's been a lot of discussion about work ethic lately, you know? Hustle culture, not hustle culture. I'm not gonna really delve into my opinions too hard on that, but you have to have a work ethic. And I'll tell you what I think about work ethic. Here's what I'm gonna say. Do the damn dishes. You're gonna think, well, what is he talking about? I'll explain. I judge interns. When I have interns, I judge them by whether they're willing to do stuff above and beyond what I asked them to do. And not that doing the dishes is part of the requirement, but if they walk by and they see that the dishes are in a sink and they're dirty, they'll put them in the dishwasher or the washroom. See, the trash is full, they'll take it out. That is, to me, is what I'm defining as work ethic. When you see something that needs to be done, you do it. And it requires effort. There's nothing in this business that doesn't require effort, and a lot of it, especially when you're starting out. I want to be clear. When you're starting out, you do have to grind. You don't get to be the head of the label or the head of the publishing company or run your own company without grinding it out really hard. I know there's different opinions of that. Like, And here's the way I'll put that. My wife would identify me as a workaholic. I can kind of understand that. 
But when I'm off work, I'm off work. I definitely have boundaries. I have a day every weekend that I absolutely, that would be Sunday, that I don't want to work. And I don't work. I put my phone down. I don't answer my phone. I mean, if, I, if something's burning down at the office, I'll, I will I will check. I ain't gonna lie. I will check. But I, I take a day to myself. When I'm on vacation, I take some time off. But when I'm working, I'm going after it. And I, I just don't see another way to make this work. Um, and, you know, anybody I know that's been extremely successful and no matter what they do requires a lot of work. And what I'll also say about that is you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Like, you know, work ethic is more like I've always said, I may not be the smartest. I may not know everything, but you're not going to outwork me. And that has been true my entire career. That's true of most of my friends that I talk to that are sitting at the heads of companies right now. And I think you just have to go into the business knowing, especially the music business. I mean, think about artists. Do they ever turn it off? When they go out to do radio tour, they're up at 5 a.m. Then they have shows at night. Then they have radio in between. They got to do liners. They got to do edits. You've got to be willing to put in the work to make it work. And it's not always easy. I mean, you got to be careful of burnout. There's a lot of great episodes that we've had in the, some of our prior AIMP podcasts uh, this season about mental health, about avoiding burnout. You got to know when you're getting crispy. You got to know when to take time for yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying go until you just implode and you can't take it anymore, but you got to put the work in. You got to do the time. And sometimes that means doing 12, 15 hour days. Sometimes that means traveling on the weekends, but then no one to shut it off. One of got to take some time, take that PTO, kick back, relax a little bit, recharge, and then come back after it. That to me is one of the really big keys. And it is a trait. If you asked any of my friends or anybody that's really kicking butt in the business, this is what it takes. You gotta put in the work. Another interesting thing I believe is you gotta have a willingness, an open-mindedness. What do I mean by that? Well, change happens. If you're in this business, change is gonna happen. For me specifically, I have been bought, my companies have been bought five different times. I've moved buildings over nine different times. I have had to take different jobs. You've got to be open-minded and be prepared for change, be willing to pivot. And that's challenging because it's, there's no consistent in this. If you're a writer, you work year to year. You have contracts. You got to be willing to shift and adjust uh, as those things happen. And that's always hard. But you got to accept that change is a constant in this music business. And that's that open-mindedness. Now, there's a part two to this as well. From the time I began to now, what I've seen is, is, is the whole business has changed. I mean, we were running around with cassette tapes back in the day. Now you're emailing stuff. I didn't book calendars back in the day to be specific about publishing. I didn't put that much effort into that. I pitched songs all the time. But things transition, the way things and the, the business operates changes. I mean, at the end of the day, hit artist, hit song, hit writer, hit producer, that makes everything work. But how all those things function has changed greatly, how they record the songs, how they get the songs, um, and how you make your money, it all transitions. But are you willing to be open-minded? And when you get into a situation, are you willing to pivot? I mean, I can just take, everybody knows, uh, digital distribution was a big thing. I remember the first time I heard about Napster, I thought it was the coolest thing ever in the music business, so I'd sue it. That didn't go so well at the beginning. But, you know, you have to be willing to accept change and grow, even if it's something counter to what you believe in. 
but sit and listen to it. Be willing to take in somebody's different idea and hear it out. And maybe that'll spur some idea in yourself. But if you're just so hard on having to do things your way, it's going to be rough. You know, that's, that's, that's just something I've learned because I've had different bosses. You just have to learn to, you know, change with the times and adapt. I mean, I'm, I hold firm to my own truths in life and uh, I work hard and I have my own compass, but uh, I'm also willing to pivot. I'm willing to listen to ideas that are different than mine and I'm willing to change. And that, that willingness and that open-mindedness is, is super imperative to the business because I promise you, once you think things are rocking and rolling, it might change. I mean, though, when I was um, back in the day running stage three, it was killing. It was it was going great. We were on a path to major success. We'd already had success. It looked like it was going to keep going, and we ended up selling. And eight months later, I, I ended up without a job. And, um, you know, that transition was tough on me. Uh, but, you know, I, I learned to pivot. I got to start my own company. So, you know, you just got to be – you just have to be willing to change with the times. So, um, you know, and I think a lot of us learned that in, in in the last couple of years, 2020, right? Who the thought we'd be using Zoom all the time, but we learned to pivot. We learned to make that transition and make that work. And for me personally, it really taught me how to be a good leader, like how to keep a team motivated. I started sending out weekly emails to all my writers and all my co-ventures and, and my staff, uh, I actually sat down and wrote handwritten cards to everybody to to keep them motivated to feel that that connection, you know, during that time. And if I'm sure all of us felt it, but you learned how to pivot, right? That's that's what I'm talking about here. That's that's exactly what I would look for as you were, um, you know, as a trait that's really important to have. another really important trait that I, I I can't stress this one either. I, they're all very important, but are you teachable or coachable? Kind of goes along with that willingness and openness. Are you, are you willing to take advice and apply it? I, I will tell you this, this business is built on mentorship and apprenticeship. In my early days, I was pretty cocky. I thought I kind of knew a lot, but uh, I learned really quickly to find good mentors and I listened to them. I would go to them. I found those people that were willing to take time to sit with me, guide my career, guide me along the way, and help me become the best me I could be. And those were the guys that were typically in girls. Uh, there were definitely uh, some uh, ladies that were in that group for me that would really give me great advice, that would coach me. And I think that's so important because so often I find people that aren't willing to listen and they just want to do things their way. And you know what? I won't even say some of them haven't worked out and become successful. But I find it an easier path when you find good mentors that, that help you avoid some of the pitfalls. Really, that's the key is learning what not to do more than learning what to do. You know, when you're looking at a contract and you don't understand something, we'll find somebody to help you walk you through it. If you're dealing with an office situation, it's a really big struggle. Go to somebody and see if they've had that same situation or willing to help you kind of unpack it and find a better way to handle it. You're not in this alone, man. It's it's super important. And um, so be teachable. Be willing to listen and take advice and apply that advice. Uh, we also had great uh, – if you've listened again, I'm going to keep uh, plugging the podcast, but we had uh, our series on advice, our mashup episode. Check it out. There's some great advice given in there. Be, be sure to check it out and listen to some of the advice from some of the people from this past season. 
also should be a mentor. If you have the capabilities, you're moving up, find people that you can guide along and help. That also helps you. You learn from them, they learn from you. Again, we're built on mentorship and helping each other. And that's a great segue to my next important trait. Be a team player. Be a team player. It's 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 so imperative that you learn to work with others. You can be a lone wolf in this business. I've seen it. Um, but for me personally, you're going to be thrown in with other people along the way. You're going to have to either start, if, you, if you're starting your own company, you're going to have to learn how to guide a team. So how do you learn how to guide a team is by being part of a team. And I, I think that's just super important for you to know because, you know, I heard it said one time, are you doing this to build up yourself? Are you here to build up others? And I find when you spend time building up others, you will build up yourself as well. And that's really something that that that, that it was uh, going back to advice. That was advice that was given to me before, and is advice I applied to my life. Like I, well, a writer Tom Shapiro way back in the day, he always told me, he goes, "If you take care of the writers, you'll always have a job in publishing." And so maybe you're an A and R. If you take care of your artist, you'll always have a job, right? Because they 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 will talk about you, they will support you, they will encourage you, and you never know when that's going to come in play in different parts of your life as you go through changes in the business. Because it is a small business, somebody that's uh, might have been your intern one day could be your boss the next. You just never know how this is going to happen. So being a team player is super important. It's so important to lift up and encourage one another. Uh, again, it kind of ties in with that teachable, coachable. Find find people that um, you can help out and that will help you out. Because I find nothing's uh, really helped me be a better leader than learning how to be a good teammate. Because you know what they need and you know what the needs are of the of the people that you work for and work with. And so when you get those opportunities to move up the ranks and you have people that, that are uh, looking to you for guidance, you can give good guidance. Um, an artist, it applies to you. When you're an artist, at some point you start off and it might be you and a band. So, you know, you got to help with the band. And if you are already a band, you got to work together, right? You got to be a team. And as you become successful, you, you are the CEO of your company. You know, your career, you'll have crews, you'll have bands, you'll have managers, you'll have agents, you'll have all these people on your team. And you got to learn how to work within that team. And that's that, that, again, it goes across the board, no matter what function you have in this business is that you need to learn how to be a good teammate, a good team player. Because teams, when I, some of my favorite parts of my career when I had a solid team that worked well together and everything moves forward and it just feels good and everybody's having a good time and, and it's all it takes a little work to keep those wheels greased but it's a super valuable thing to learn is to be a team player now I realize I've, I've talked about this a little bit on my last wrap up but you know you have to be willing to get out there and meet people it's just an important part of what you do. And I get it. Maybe you're an introvert. Well, you're going to have to kind of step out of that comfort zone and learn how to do this. And uh, I know that might terrify you, but, you know, one of the things, a piece of advice I was given uh, also as well is whenever you're in a room and you're a group of people and you don't know everybody, just walk up to one person and introduce yourself. It's amazing what can happen. That person can turn out to be an ally, a friend, somebody you can create an opportunity with. And that's the important part of networking. What I hear a lot often 
for my uh, younger employees that I'm, I'm I'm working with and mentoring is that they're like, hey, I met so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And well, that's great. But what are you doing with that relationship? Are you creating a mutually beneficial relationship or you're creating results that, that help each other out? Because meeting people is one thing, but then are you taking uh, the advantage of that relationship in a way that's mutually beneficial for both of you to create results? Because at the end of the day, results are what we're all looking for. Um, often I just find that people are like, well, I met all these people, something should happen. Well, that's not exactly how it works. You've got to be a good partner with those people and they, and, and you got to learn how to make results happen from these relationships you build. I think sometimes this can sound manipulative, uh, that you're looking for relationships only to create results, but that's really not the way it works. They have to be mutually beneficial, that you guys are working together to create opportunities for each other, for the people you work for, for your writers, for your artists, for your company. And so you look at it from that aspect, not from that manipulative, what can you do for me, but in that, what can we do together? And that's what helps build out your community. It helps build out your network. And and one of the greatest things about Nashville and why I still feel that so many people are moving here into this community is because of that one word, community. We work together. We champion each other. We cheerlead each other. We're ultimately also competitive with one another, but in a loving, friendly way where I will pat my friend on the back. I will tell you, Man, it's hard when you're in these situations. I was up for an ACM song of the year and they sit all the nominees kind of together. All of us were like, there. one of them was next to me, another group was uh, on the other side and behind me was another uh, you know, nominee group uh, for song of the year. And we're all sitting there waiting and you're waiting for them to open it up. And then they open it up and they're like, it's so-and-so and it wasn't you. And you have that moment where you're like, oh, dang it. But then you're like, holy crap. My friend just won song of the year and you turn around and you congratulate them. And it's, it's a really cool feeling to be a part of because those same people are there cheerleading you, lifting you up, helping you move forward and giving you that encouragement as well. So you got to remember that we're all working together and that's what makes this town so unique. It's such a bastion for creatives and songwriters to work together and to have this really beautiful community that we have. It's kind of like a family you know, you might bicker amongst one another, but if somebody comes at you, you all group together. Well, that's kind of how this this town works. And uh, just remember that. And remember to love one another, take care of one another. So again, these are mutually beneficial relationships, not just things that are going to do good for you. So it's not manipulative. And it's just uh, a way of, of creating results that help everybody. So I hope that comes through. Another really common trait is confidence. Now, I also want to say you got to be careful not to be arrogant. See, to me, confidence is knowing your strengths and weaknesses and being okay with it. But arrogance is kind of overcompensating for something where you're just being a jerk to be a jerk. We all know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. I have definitely been cocky in my career and I have been humbled in my career. So it's good to have that confidence because confidence is what's going to drive you. You have to have confidence as an artist. You have to have confidence when you walk in a room. You have to have confidence in your writers, your team, the people you work for. But I caution you to keep it that it's a fine line between confidence and arrogance at times. But kind of keep that in check. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I haven't seen arrogant people be successful, but... Uh, 
But man, it's much better when you're confident and not arrogant. Uh, I, I know that sounds funny in our business, because but I we all pick up on it. We can tell when someone's coming in a little too strong. But it's better to have that confidence in things and and understanding when you're uh, in this business and and to keep uh try to keep that arrogance at bay. My mom would have called me a show off and cocky when I was younger, so I've kind of always wa- tried to monitor that. I can uh, have quite a bit of pride in my life. So um, anyway, humility is good, but confidence is important. <laughs> the way I'll put it is I always thought I could do any job if somebody just gave me a chance. I could figure it out. And the other part of that is if I didn't know it, I knew somebody that could. So I would rely on them to help me out along the way. I want you to remember your career is a journey. It's a marathon race. This is your career. You have a long time to make things happen. And while so many times we want to force it all to happen now, but just remember, keep going. This is a race you run with endurance and you run with patience. And I can't stress this enough too. Don't compare your journey to others. What I've also learned is the years I spent saying, why am I not having success like so-and-so or so-and-so and so-and-so, all that does is distract you. Stay focused on your race, stay focused in your lane, and remember it's your race. And you will uniquely, what I've learned, if I've learned anything in my years of doing this, that so long as you 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 have some of these characteristics, you work hard, you apply yourself, that everything will happen in due time. It, I know it sounds crazy, but I can give you example, example, example of people that have had multiple record deals, only in record deal three did they have success or... Uh, people that have been at uh, multiple companies and then they get that one, they hit their stride and everything lines up. Everybody's journey is different. And I got to add, be lucky. I know, sounds stupid. Harder you practice, the luckier you'll get. That's a truism. I will tell you, I, I think that's credit to a golfer. I don't know whose quote that really is, but the harder you practice, the luckier you'll get because luck is a huge part of the music business. We're playing in Vegas, friends, so there's just always exceptions to every rules. But I really hope this helps everybody. You know, I hope you took some notes and see where you fit in this, and this will help guide you along. And, and again, I, from all the people, from my heroes to my friends, these are characteristics I've seen in all of them and that you can apply to yourself and work better at the ones maybe you struggle at. Try to apply that better and add it to your life. And so, hey, we're coming up on the ends of this season, but we will have more episodes in early 2023. I thank you, as always, for listening, for following, for subscribing. It means a lot. Uh, The comments I get when I see people out where they said, man, that episode really hit me. I really got a lot out of that. Thank you so much. It just uh, means the world to me because I, I, at the end of the day, I put my time and effort in this to hopefully give you some valuable nuggets to help you along your journey, help you avoid some of the things that uh, maybe I did wrong, and to also uh, give you some knowledge to apply to your own career. So my friends, I hope you have a happy holidays and a great new year. We'll see you soon. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzey. Executive producer, Travis Myatt. Producer, Brandon Harrington. Mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production.